Shut up and sit down. Hey everybody, and welcome to Nerd Explaining Podcast. I am your host Eric De Silva. With me, as always, is my co-host Jose Romero. How you doing, brother? Oh man, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Just a little jet lag. Came off vacation, so I'm just uh, getting my bearings back. Oh, real? Okay, so so you yeah. you you were you were you, there's no joke about you. You're like I'm gonna get this vaccine, and then I'm out. And you just went oh, to straight vacation. Yeah, I was like, forget it. Yeah. So after the vaccine helped me, I still have to get the testing before. <laughs> Where did where did you where did you go? I ended up going to Hawaii. Oh, look at that, Mr. Fancy and, Pants. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Sure. Uh, a little sun. Not that I don't get sun here in Florida, but still. Uh different kind of sun, different kind of beaches. But you know, they're pretty strict over there when it comes to COVID, man. Really? Because despite you know, again, despite the fact that I was had the vaccine, they still required testing uh, I think it's because you look dirty and that's what I mean, it is. It's a good take this can't argue that, but you know, hey it's discrimination. But I'll get into that, so, but so, uh, yeah, they still require it, and and of course you have to pay for it. You can't get the free testing. Oh, really? That sucks. Yeah, so you have to, you know, because it's they, they list like uh, particular places you have to go, uh, right? You know, staying two hours before you travel, mm-hmm. this and this and that, and then when you get to the airport, you know, you get off the plane and they, they put you in an, in another line. It's like Disney; it kind of wraps around back and forth. Son of and it was like thirty minutes because the line was huge. Everyone who comes in needs to get you know present the thing, sure. look it up, and yada yada. They're like, there's no joke over there. Yeah, they don't want any, any part of that. So, but that aside, great time, very relaxing. You know, well, that's good. Difference is kind of a pain in the ass, though. Did you? I, is your is your first time in Hawaii? Yeah, first time. Yeah, yeah. So you know, wanted to check it out. Cross it off the bucket list. Is it because you're? you're is it also oh, the bucket list? You weren't like you're. You're not like a, a huge Lost fan, and you finally got to it. No, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> never got into Lost. Thank God. Really? Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I had. Uh, it's funny because <laughs> like a sidetrack, but you know when the show came out, whenever it was years ago, and you know what, you know whatever. I saw like the first two episodes, and I was like, okay, it's a cool premise. I get it. And I had a, I, Peter, who we had in the first episode, right. You know, I was talking to him about it at the time, and he was a big fan of the show. And I was like, Dude, "Don't don't watch the show because it's just I can tell Terry Nelson's not going to end well. I just know it. <laughs> I just know it." And I, I got off, and he kept watching. And when I went, when a finale, you know, came on, it was a big deal back in the day. Right, right, right. And he, uh, you know, he asked me. He, went, he had a big, uh, you know, watch party at his house. And sure. I was like, "I'll go." I mean, he knows I hadn't seen it. So I'll still go, but I just want to see the reaction because I know what's going to happen. So, I just know it. And. and <laughs> You're banking on your D-bag prediction to hold through at the and very it, and end. it came through. You know, just saying, just looking at everyone's faces was, was worth the price of admission, I got to say. Are, um, are you sure you're not the harbinger of bad endings? Like, you show up, almost like, you know, like how the Watcher only shows up when horrible things are happening. Like, you want to show up with series, like you showed up for Lost, you showed up for, like, The Sopranos. Well, unfortunately, I showed up with Game of Thrones. <laughs> the Game of Thrones, Jerry Seinfeld, like, you know, oh, no, Jose's here, this series is going to end horribly. Everyone run. I cannot interfere. I can only watch. <laughs> Just an observer. Uh, that, silent. that is that is horrible and uh, hysterical at the same time. But that being said, Hawaii was a better experience than Lost. Oh, there you go. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it was a better experience than Lost. Even though I, I will say 
I still liked certain elements of the ending. I, I understand a lot of why so many people were so bummed out about it. Like I, you know, it, it was still better than Game of Thrones, but it was not the ending. I know, I know, yes. I know. Listen, I'm taking, I'm taking my wins where I can on the technicality, on on the gray area. I'm dancing between the raindrops. <laughs> what happens when you finish something that's begun by J.J. Abrams? I, you know, I was just thinking like when when you, <laughs> you know? when when Pete was telling you about Lost, there's a part of me that goes, J.J. Abrams should just stick to spy shows like Alias. <laughs> beware of the ending that's all I'm that's that's it man if if <laughs> if the rise of skywalker has taught us anything is that uh that uh, jj can can stick the beginnings but cannot yeah, stick the landing, the landing. No, so, you know, no exactly so you know whatever so which is why the D- dc before but let's not get every night i listen i i tell i tell people all the time like when i tell people like me and jose have plans for a really bad superman movie it's not because we don't think black superman would work Black Superman would work great if they stuck to the comics, but if they're going to do a Clark Kent Black Superman, let us do it because at least the ending will be as bad as the beginning, and it won't be J.J. Abrams <laughs> with the beginning will be amazing. And the end is like, really? Your That's... hopes will not be heightened. No, not at all. So experience. let us help. Well, we're exactly. we're trying to minimize the damage. <laughs> we're like, we're like, we'll set the curve. Yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely not going to set the bar high, so we're setting the curve. <laughs> <laughs> But all that, out but of all that out of the way. Glad to be back. Glad to be taken. Yes. Glad you had a great vacation. And what better way to celebrate the return of us to you people by giving you the thing you came for the most because we know you're hungry. It's time for the Nerdy News Nuggets. That's right. And uh, a few nuggets because I know we want to get into the big show of the week, which we, of course, Loki. Yes. Uh, our spoilerific review and analysis and theories forthcoming. So excited. But uh, let's stay with Marvel. We'll begin with Marvel and with Marvel. So this, this is like a little small thing, but it's funny because, you know, I think Nurse Blaine dubbed The Rock the most uh, ridic- ridiculously huge cartoonish Hollywood celebrity. Yes, absolutely. And you also gave the, 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 the subtitle, uh, The Ketchup for Movies, because yeah, it makes everything ketchup. go yeah, down absolutely. smooth. So, yes. Absolutely. But apparently Chris Hemworth uh, tells us to hold that beer. <laughs> because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Thor wrapped up uh, you know, principal photography recently. Right. And it was confirmed by a post by Chris Hensworth with showing him in his little muscle t-shirt and uh, Taika Waititi as well. Yes. But did you see the signs of Chris Hensworth? Holy wow. crap. <laughs> Holy crap. Let me tell you something. I looked at his photo. I couldn't believe it. I showed it to my wife and my wife said... His arm is as wide as our eight-year-old son. <laughs> like that was insane. Like I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, talking about a long way from Fat Thor. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was always big, obviously. Right. But dude, I'm telling you, it's like whatever. I mean, whatever the Rock was taking, you know, he came along and said, "I'll have, I'll have what he's having." Well, I mean, I mean, dude. I mean, if you remember, his arms are when the when the pandemic hit, Chris Hemsworth was the first person like, "Hey, let's just start doing like Zoom workout routines with my with my trainers since we're I gotta say ripped forever anyway. So let's just do this. I mean, this guy is ready to bulk up at the, at a moment's notice. It's it's almost like he's an. I feel like he's bothered that he has no reason to be this big under regular circumstances. <laughs> that he, he goes, hey, I need to be how big? Perfect. And he just go into it like he loves being." getting paid to be ginormous and so yeah. you got it man the, the rock is getting a little nervous there 
A little bit. Oh yeah, he's gonna put a little extra work. Yeah, you know? both eye, both eyebrows got cocked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not easy to make him do. So good for you. Yeah, exactly. He went he he, he went from uh, perplexed to surprised real fast. <laughs> making the rest of us look bad. Yeah. Yeah. Hands were kiss my ass. Uh, no, I'm not hating it. Good for him. Believe me. Only dream. Right? Oh yeah. Jesus, as our girlfriends and wives, I'm sure wish we were the same. Absolutely. Um, but that being said, it did wrap up. So just a little small little tidbit, but we're excited. I know it's, I'm very excited about Thor. I'm pretty I, sure you are. I'm, I'm, I'm really, like, like yeah. we've talked about it several times. There's way too many Oscar winners attached to this movie for it to not be awesome. And oh, it, yeah. because of, it, of its pedigree from before, you know this combination works really well. So it's just more exciting to see what's going to happen next. And, yeah, and, and Ham was given something for the ladies, so we all win here. Oh, let me tell you something. Everybody if you won. if you watch the first Thor movie where Hemsworth literally takes his, is walking around with just pants and no shirt, and my my wife she went, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Yeah, that's that's you. That's for you. That's that's all <laughs> that's for occupied. every 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 lady who still feels a tingle between." Her below her waist, every gay dude who's confident in his sexuality, that was for you. You're welcome. This is your cheesecake moment. Enjoy. Hope you don't get diabetes because it is sweet. Uh, you gotta love it. So, <laughs> moving on, let's get to some, let's get to the bad nugget. Oh, uh, the bad the, nugget. The nasty, like burnt nugget. Right? Oof. I get, get that out of the way. Because All right. I know this is gonna hit you more than what it hit me, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure. We talked about this, you know, we reviewed the show. I think we both enjoyed the show. You did more than I. Yes. Um, that's Jupiter's Legacy, of course. Yes. Netflix, the Mark Miller. Ah, I said it right. Yeah, you did. First uh, time. Project. Only with bad news. With bad news, it's, bad news like you nail it. Uh, yes. Stuck that landing. <laughs> Pay attention, J.J. Abrams. But we, so the first season came out, and, and they've already canceled it. And that was insane. Yeah, I know you were, I'm sure you were kind of disappointed to see that happen. I, I, I can't say I'm surprised because even coming out of the gate, this show didn't have a lot of excitement. You can just tell there was no buzz, right? The reviews were not good. Which is, you're, you're right. It's a little crazy where people weren't talking about it as much as right. I, but you know, like I also, I, I barely, in the comparison of the two, I barely have heard people talk about Sweet Tooth, but apparently it's a huge hit. And but the, the, I, I've seen it. I mean, it's, it's a kid show. It's, it's not for me, to be honest. It's not a bad show. It's just, eh. but, but again, it's for family. So the, some shows hit, some don't. And I think with Jupiter's Legacy, I think the biggest problem, uh huh, because number one for Netflix, I'm not, I'm obviously that they hardly ever release the viewership numbers. I get it, right? But obviously, they didn't do well enough to to them to justify. But it was like cost. number the, one the, 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 for the first week it came out. Yeah, it was it, number I one. Shows come out number one, but we don't know. It could be number one with. Low viewership, just had more anything so. else, right. or it, it, guns blazing. You know, Army right. of Darkness was very successful. Army, no, Army of the Dead, I'm sorry. I mean, that was like successful for him. Right. Um, one of the highest rated movies. So it just, you just never know. But this one, obviously, and this is a high cost. Yeah. So you know how much? Cheap. This is a big budget show. Do you know how much it costs for all the episodes? The, the, the hasn't been released. They, it, it, it has two hundred million. Two hundred million. That, two hundred million. Exactly why it gets canceled. That's yeah. You know <laughs> what? Exactly. I I can understand that. It's hard to argue. That, right? Yeah. The numbers don't like the problem with the show. It was a good show. Now one of the scene. One of you did, and, then, and right. I think there was a lot of promise upcoming based off the comics. Yeah. But it just wasn't a. Didn't have the fun factor like we talked about. Red Academy was fun. Yes. The Boys was fun. Yes. Invincible. And those were those are still very dark shows to some degree, but there's still have elements of fun in them. I'll right? tell I'll tell you where where I think the 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 main uh, problem is is that 
you know, because it's literally a, a one-volume series, there's a beginning, a middle, end. I think it's like 12 issues in total. And the series basically extrapolated the first two issues into eight episodes. That's where the drop-off, because I'm, I'm going to spoil things because it's canceled now, so it doesn't matter. But, like, sure. you find out in reading the comic that the brother is manipulating everybody to turn against the uh, utopian and his set of rules to the point that he convinces his son that the, the reason why his father doesn't believe in him is because paragon is because he's jealous of him so he creates a plan where all the other young heroes who are like getting basically uh scared and frustrated that they're dying out there because these villains are taking it to a new, new level they all team up against the utopian while they're fighting the utopian the brother, Mind, uh, Mind Wave, goes after the wife and basically kills her telepathically. Through mental attacks. Oh, wow. Kills her while he's being distracted by trying to not kill all these young heroes who are fighting him. And then when he goes to fight his brother, Mano Mano, the Utopian starts to beat up Mind Wave. And that's when he, re he tells Paragon to attack. And Paragon, Utopian son, kills his father with the same punch that he killed the Black Star clone. Like... Wow. Head to the face, Jeez. smash, boom. And then everyone's like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? And then uh, Mind Wave tells Paragon, hey, you killed your father. What do you want to do? And he's like, I, I didn't expect to go this far. Like you're you're the the you're the like the oldest, you're the smartest guy here. What do you think? So he defers the responsibility of leading the the hero community back to Mind Wave. And Mind Wave then locks it all down like Papatine. He turns the whole. He basically turns the whole world into an empire. The superheroes are his empire. First, they go after all the villains, merc everybody, and then the heroes and the villains who survive go underground. If the series would have ended with Paragon killing his dad with the same kind of punch that he killed the Black Star clone, and you and much like instead of showing the reveal of like the brother is doing this in a very slow, methodical pace, you know, playing the slow game. If they would have ended it with the game already ending with, with Utopian dying, Paragon giving the responsibility to the, to uh, Mind Wave and showing him like in control, that would have hooked people. Probably, you're probably right. That would have you hooked know, people. You're probably right, and it's just it's one of those. I mean, it kind of. I mean, what again? It wasn't the greatest show of all time. You, you cancel the boys, and it's an outrage, right? But right, this one, I I get why why you did it. It's just again, two hundred million dollars. That's pretty expensive. Yeah, and you, that, you really yeah, didn't see too much of that. Uh, yeah, you, you didn't the, see that hype behind this show. No one's really talking about it for the most part. So I get it, but but there is a little silver lining here, and what they're going to do is spin off somewhat. Uh, on a show called Super Crooks. Which is a, an individual title that already existed anyway, which is great. Right. I think it's, it's still set, still set in the Jupiter's Legacy world, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And yes. it's basically, obviously, focusing on, I guess, a gang of you know thieves, supervillains, whatever, right. doing a heist kind of thing. Okay. Interesting. I don't know much about it. Um, it sounds like it has more potential as far as just a cool, fun show. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe you can still bring back some of the Jupiter's Legacy characters. I, guess. I, I, I hope. I, I don't know if there's any interaction between all of them. I don't know what happened with the comic. I heard that one of the things they're going to be doing is they're trying to save face and not saying, oh, no, we totally miscalculated this shot. Is that instead of trying to do a series, a full series committal to every title they accrued from Mark Miller, they're going to do a, a one season, like a, a, an, almost like an anthology version where they're going to do one season of each title that they have access to. And then 
the ones that click are the ones that get a renewal. If not, it'll be all under the world of like the Malar world anthology series where they'll gotcha. touch everything. And I think that's what they're going to be doing. Yeah. So, I mean, which is, listen, which is fine. Like, it, can, it does make sense because, you know, like anything else, right? You release the season. If it does well, you continue. If not, you move on. So, let, let's see. This hopefully Super Crooks catches the attention more than obviously I, Jupiter's Legacy did. If, if there's anything Netflix should do, and it's this, guys. If you're getting a huge budget, make it like show off your budget. Like if you have a two, if you have a uh, how do I put this in a classy way where where I don't offend anybody? Oh, I know. Here it is. If you got a big dick, don't hide it. Uh, like, like show that to the world. Like, nobody cares about your artistic side. Nobody cares that you uh, like to like long-winded poems hoping you're going to be the next Ernest Hemingway. Nobody gives a shit. Show us your big dick. And so... We, we want Dirk Diggler. Yeah, we want Dirk Diggler. Yeah. Dirk, uh, Dirk, yeah. Don't be shy about it. Just come out gun blazing. That, literally. You know? and, you put, yeah. and you put it out to the world <laughs> to see. And so, uh, if there's anything, you got two in a million and you feel like, oh, man, these eight episodes are a little short, you know, for 200 million. Then make it six season, six episodes, and really show how much money you guys got. And and on a, as much as I like the cliffhanger, you you're fighting against a world where Invincible and the boys now are part of the of the of of, of the uh, the ether of what people want to see. And because of that, and you're Mark Miller. Mark Miller is Mark Miller is no, there's nothing timid about Mark Miller. Sure. The dude is uber violent to begin with, and that's part of the fun of reading his books. Put that out there. Exactly. Show and, us. And, and, and yeah, and he does. I and mean, we've seen this stuff kick out. Yeah. Kings. Those are fun movies, which are yeah, obviously take it to the extreme. So you can have it both ways. Absolutely. I think this one they kind of just felt like they were holding back a little bit and really trying to tell the story, which I I get. But people in a superhero, they want to see, you know, superhero, you want to see a little bit of fun factor in there. Right. It's, it, know, I, I think with DC, I had that issue when it first came out with Man of Steel, BVS and all that. It just, it's too dark. You need, you know, lighten it up. It's dark and it's, it was yeah. slow. It was, it was yeah. very, very character heavy. And exactly. you got, you, you got. It's fine. It's, it, it, there's, there's moments like, instead of making the character heavy stuff, the general tone of the show, it should have been in, like, it should have been a very violent super powered show with character heavy moments like once every third episode you have those big heavy character moments and everything else it's showing how the violence is increasing how people are not being responsible and how the old guard is losing control like that's the lean into those aspects because like that episode where uh the utopian's wife uh finds uh ghost spark i think it was her oh, name was yeah, yeah. and she's murked and she fights the dude who's like purple electro and she kicks his ass like that was great that yeah. just should have been more of that 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 episode should have been episode three like exactly. it should have been that's like that's what i'm saying you, like, you gotta give us more of that stuff cool yes stuff. people want to see that this is a superhero show after all we have to see those superhero moments quote unquote absolutely has to be in there otherwise it's just a, a, a regular drama people there's all the dramas out there you can watch it's just it's just the way it is yeah um so let's hopefully say you know super crooks you know i'll root for it Great, Mark Miller, to... I am a fan. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us, a yeah, lot of us, are fans here. And uh, it, you know, I, I know, no, no matter what happens, you're cool because you got half a billion dollars when they paid you for your for your for your oh, catalog. Yeah. So you know, I know you're Which... not you're sitting up and going, "Oh no, where was me?" You know, but <laughs> he's eating just fine. Yeah, just we're not shedding a tear for him. Not at, even at a little bit. Yeah, he'll be okay. And I know Netflix does a good show. They'll all bounce back. I'm not concerned. About Absolutely, it. everybody makes it. It is what it is. Um, 
Stick, sticking with shows uh, based on books here, comic books, we got another one, interestingly enough. All right. Um, Robert, Robert Kirkland, of course, familiar with Walking Dead. We talked about Invincible, of course, yes. which was a huge success for Amazon Prime. Apparently, Universal is doing a movie based on another one of its properties. Uh, they got uh, Adam Wingard, who just did uh, Kong vs. Godzilla, uh, who was, I think, slated to do Thundercats and etc. But he's going to be directing this, apparently, and it's called Hardcore. It's going to be a, a movie, not a TV show. Okay. Interesting. So, okay. Now, I'm not familiar with Hardcore, but obviously, you know, much like Mark Miller, we have other properties that succeeded with Kirkland with Walking Dead, and for the most part, in, at least for the first couple of seasons anyway. And Invincible has been great thus far. So, Eric, you know, you hear this. I'm not familiar with Hardcore. I'm not sure if you are. I, well, I know. I know a little bit. Of, give us I know a little bit about Hardcore, and uh, I mean, the basic premise is I, I I never got to fully read it. I know of it, but the basic premise is that there's a program, a government program called Program Hardcore, and the basic premise of 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 uh, of, of pro- Program Hardcore is that there, you know, like uh, in Avatar. They get to go into the machines and they get to pilot the Navi. Right. Okay. So the government has figured out a way to uh, use uh, uh, these specialized pilots in these machines. And they could basically turn any other person in the world into a human drone. They just take it over and they're in that person's body. Hmm. Interesting. And that sounds kind of cool. And but uh, so the, and they only have like like, seven, like I think it's like it's like like uh, like two or three days of like being in that person's body before they lose control of it. So they they have to go in for these missions or or pick up information about like who did a what. So they don't they don't have like seventy two hours in that person's body, but they do take it over with this machine. So uh, I, I that's what so just based off that idea, you could do a lot with very little. Because it's just one actor acting like the other, the main actor who is, you know, taking over their body, going on a mission. So you could have like a bunch of people just acting like the main guy. So it, it has a lot of potential, and you could do a lot of fun things with it because he could tap into your skill sets. Whoever is like hijacking your body. So if you're a, if you're a martial arts master or MMA fighter, suddenly you can use that, but you bring your memories and your knowledge oh, to that as well. The abilities. Okay, that's interesting. So yeah, so it's so that's how, like there's a lot that you could do with something like that. That sounds like a good premise. I mean, again, I, well, it's a movie, not a show. I mean, it sounds better like it would be a, a better show than a movie. But hey, you never know. Um, okay, so that's interesting. I mean, like I said, I like these kind of unknown comic book properties because there's a lot of them. Yeah, and you know, even Invincible wasn't a well-known one either. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we we talked about even Jupiter's Legacy wasn't. Let's, let's be real. Well, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But, but we talk about even like stuff like Sweet Tooth, which is like a comic book, but it's not yeah. like a superhero comic. It's what it is you're seeing in the, in the movie. This is one of those two where it's like it's just a story that happens to be told through comics. You know, it's not exactly right, which is fun, which is great. You know, it, right? In this, you know, you know, the times we're now with superhero movies and all that. There's a lot of comic book stuff that gets you know gets a chance to get seen out there, which is cool. Right. And uh, again, we like Kirkland. Obviously, he's got a good track record thus far. So I'm, I'm excited for this. So hopefully, no, we'll the guy's solid, this. man. The guy's solid. Just no, I, yeah, clearly. So, I'm, you know, great. So let's just let's hope this one continues the streak and all that. So, um, do you have a release date for that or not? Nothing yet? No, no, I guess it's just it's very early in, in, in the process. Okay. You know, they just, they just they're trying to tap a winger to do it. So 
just be, the beginning stages. So it'll be, it'll be like a couple of years before we get to see this. Okay. Um, for the most part. So that's interesting. That, that's, that's actually good to hear because I like any, anything new, different. Just, just bring it on, right? We, right. We, we know we all want to see Batman, but let's see some other stuff as well. <laughs> um, Black Superman. Yeah, well, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> only our Black Superman. Only our Black only Superman. Only ours. Of course, yeah, correct and correct. But, uh, <laughs> that story, this, this story kind of had me excited. And now I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm very excited. nervous now. Uh, a, little, a little bit let down. So, you know, we talked about, you know, the lack of Latino representation in yes. superhero films. And Marvel has a chance here. Well, potentially, you know, I don't get into it. But there may we may get the first Latino Marvel supervillain. Aha! Uh-huh. In comic books, which okay, is good, which is uh, it's fine. They don't, they don't, they don't uh, we don't have to be heroes. You know, I, I can live with that. We can be heroes. We can be heroes. We can be bad guys. I'll take it as it is. So we have the uh, actor, um, last name Huerta. That's his first name. I'm sorry, but uh, we saw him in Narcos. Yes. Um, he was rumor, and it's not confirmed, but it appears a lot of rumblings around rumors that he has been tapped to portray the role of uh, Namor in Namor, Black yes. Panther. Well, what kind of forever has it changed the name of it? Yes. Uh, I used to be the big baddie in that film. But hold that thought. Hold that <laughs> hold that excitement. Hold that margarita. Hold that excitement because apparently, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't, don't drink that. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of issues with him, with, with, with tweeting and like Gina Carano, the situation. Oh, as, man, as yeah. You mentioned to me. One step forward, two, Gina Carano's yeah, back. Which, which is very fitting. <laughs> and, and like I say, you, people stop tweeting. Nobody cares what you have to say. But so apparently... He has had a lot of questionable tweets in the past. Right. Um, the most recent one is one uh, relating to COVID. Right. Uh, about the the thatity of it. It's uh, what he, I think he said it was. He called it. It's it's fartingly deadly. Yes. That tweet probably did not age well. No. Uh, that was released. I think after it, the pandemic. It was very the beginning where nobody knew jack- shit about fuck. So right. <laughs> he was just kind of threw it out there. Uh, he had another one about the rapists and murders and comparisons to it. Oof. And another tweet, and we, we, we know the history with tweets, right? We know Gina Carano got fired. We know um, James Gunn, you know, was let go of, uh, for Marvel for past tweets and all right. that. And, and, and people might say, well, we, we kind of got over that. I disagree because last week, and it's for any sports nuts out there, ESPN, who, of course, is owned by ABC. Right. Who, of course, is owned by, well, who else? Disney. Of course. Right. So they hired a female uh, reporter to do a new show for him. Okay. And last week she was fired after the recently being brought on because there were some tweets from 2012 which were uh, insensitive tweets, uh, racial tweets, uh, you know, homosexual tweets that I guess were frowned upon, which she had deleted before. Aha. Uh-huh. That didn't matter. They found out about it and they let her go. This is a week ago. So... Here's Disney again. It's sure. Like same company. Yeah. And now we have this this fool making us all look bad. So I don't know if this is gonna so, come to fruition or not. So first of all, this is this is something where uh I don't understand where when you get hired, and I say I know she got she she deleted them. There are companies you can hire that literally will scrub the internet off. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The minute you find out that somebody's interested in you as a, as an IP as an I person that and you know it's gonna your career is gonna be set for life. I don't understand why you don't take the money out of pocket, pay that most expensive version of that program, and have your life taken care of. It, it may cost you a lot, 
but in the long run, it'll be it'll be very little compared to the longevity of your career. So just listen, we all say stupid stuff. So a lot of us say stupid stuff confidently on the internet because you're thinking no one's gonna find me. Right. <laughs> and yeah, they will. The minute yeah. someone knows that you're prospering, there are 25 people out to get you at all times. Yeah. And, 20, and that's a light number. But yes, you're absolutely correct. And and and. In these days, in these times, it's obviously it's on the, everything's on a microscope more so than ever, and which surprised me because I mean even if you're hiring company, you, you know you mentioned you can hire people to hide your background, or right? Whatever. You know, as a company, Disney, you know they got deep pockets, right? Shouldn't they be hiring someone to find all this stuff out before they hire somebody? Exactly. Because right? um, a lot of these were older tweets, and particularly what this case, this was, you know, wasn't like it was 20 years ago. This was fairly recent, particularly with COVID, just right? A year ago, for Christ's sake, and it that was not deleted. So, yeah, it's it's funny and God, I'm hope I mean who knows? I mean Disney, I don't like it that they just fire somebody. I mean, we, and, we've and, seen it. We've seen what we've seen fire even well, Carano and and, and James Gunn. So we got yeah three people within a year and a half, two years have been fired for this this kind of stuff. And you know how it is. People hear this and it, you know and it just sucks because it, this potential. I'm not saying it is, but but potentially derail this guy's career. It, right? it could, know, it could, but at the same time, if, 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 Na- if Namor is supposed to be an anti-hero that you don't like 100%, is this the kind of guy you want to be? <laughs> You're like, he's really setting the tone for who Namor Maybe. is supposed to be. So <laughs> This is exactly the guy you want. He's arrogant, he's headstrong, he thinks he's right, he's always trying to fuck Mr. Fantastic's wife, even though they're clearly married. This guy doesn't give a shit about what you think. He wants what he wants, and... This guy kind of sounds like worth it. So, yeah. I mean, if anything, he's kind of setting the tone. You know, instead of people being shocked, you should be like, great casting, Marvel. You nailed it. In a perfect world, I say. In a perfect world. So, fingers crossed, because I'm hoping, you know, this that will have an effect. I, I guess, I don't, again, nothing was officially announced as far as hiring or letting, who knows, right? But... I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if we hear a different casting later on. I'd be like, okay. Maybe. That I, makes sense. All, right? I'm, say, all I'm saying is, if Cara Dune was a cunt, Gina Carano would still have a job. <laughs> <laughs> standing by that here, this thing. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, people have to stop coronering. <laughs> That's gonna be the verb now. So when when you when you when you pretend to be something you're not, you've gone the full Luke. But when you let your dumbness get yourself in trouble and you double down, oh what a Corano. Full Corano. <laughs> full Corano. Full It's all Star Wars. It always like Star Wars. Oh my god, people stay off Twitter. I don't know how many times you have to say it. So either way, so those are nuggets. I just journal your dumb ideas, you yeah, bunch yeah. of morons. Yeah. You listen, put your silly stuff on Twitter and your hateful stuff in a journal. Listen, 20 years if you're not successful, then release all the tweets you want. Yeah. Release the journal cut. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Any racist comment you want to say, go ahead, because no should, one's gonna We should create a we should, we should we should create a social media platform called Burning Bridges. And it's, you just take all your hateful stuff and you dump it there and you do everything else in your nice places. And then we'll release it upon your request. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, are you are you done with this part of your life? Well, congratulations. So is everybody else now. <laughs> uh, it's like a career on. suicide note. The, the Corona files. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, 
being said, let's uh, we're done with the Nuggets, but let's stay with Star Wars. <laughs> All right, up with Corona here, and let's talk about Bad Batch, which yeah. we talked about in a few weeks. I know we have a lot of stuff going on. Yes, yes. So I can't remember what episode we left off, but we can talk about the last two episodes, I guess. That's um, the last two is exactly what we, yeah, we left uh, off. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I think it's a show we both are enjoying. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, you know, it's it's not, it's not world shattering, but it it, right. it does fun. a lot of fun. it does a sort of like a uh, to me, Bad Batch feels like uh, a weekly exercise routine. You're you're not going to notice results right away, but gradually <laughs> you're like, oh, I see what I could do now. Look at this thing I'm doing because they are filling the little holes that we didn't have any answers to. Now they're sort of covering those things. So they, 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 they introduce the idea of like. How the 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 the, uh, the chain code was the empire's idea, and how they instituted that real fast to keep a lock on everybody. That was cool. That was cool. They are showing the, the reason why after the war, the the uh, the empire pulled back on using clone troopers and pushed regular people becoming uh, stormtroopers. So they they covered that a little bit. They even showed you how Jabba the Hutt got a hold of a rancor. So yeah. You know, th- those are things they're putting in there. So I like those little elements. Uh, they 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 went back to that one episode where they introduced the, the chain codes and, it, and introduced the pacifist clone and helped him escape the planet. So you see his character is in transition. And just like this week's episode, not only did they bring back the two Latina twins from the last season of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. but they gave her a great adventure for, for them and... They left you on a cliffhanger, which at the time I was a little scared going, oh man, are they really not part of the Rebels? Did they just play the Bad Batch? Like this is going to suck. But then this week's episode, they, you were you were uh, rewarded for not completely believing that the Latina sisters were evil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then this whole rebelling is out there. They're touching that little by little. Yes. Which is cool. You know, and that, that's good. Which is fine. Again, it's, it's funny because, you know... I talked about before where I just did not like Omega, right? And right. She, God, that hasn't changed. She's 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 nearing Jar Jar Binks level. I'm not gonna go as far as to say that, but it's funny. You know, I told you my my you know stepdaughter. I said that that she you know com- complained about it, right? And right. Rub- rubbed off on me. <laughs> Watching the two episodes ago, this is one where they're you know they were tasked to go find the the droid head, right? You know, from the facility. So they go out there, and it's a scene where you know they, they first start being attacked, right? And Omega's like, oh my god, what could I do? Right. right, and it's tough. She jumps in real quick and says, "You can shut up and die." Say <laughs> 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 like, yes! Wow, exactly. That is a very morbid household that you live uh, in. Man. You can yeah. shut up and die. <laughs> that was a beautiful thing, man. I gotta tell you. Uh, I mean, <laughs> she put it best, and I, I couldn't disagree with her. <laughs> you know what? We're all we're ordering Chinese food tonight. Yeah, you earned it, sweetie. <laughs> you earned it. Uh, so we just go car shopping. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah. So I, she's still. Uh, I, I just can't get into her yet. She's just annoying to me for whatever reason. I, I you know, it doesn't I, ruin the show bunny stretch like that. I, but. I like, I like her character. In fact, in that same episode, I thought they had probably one of the funniest. It almost felt like a who's on first on how funny it was. Where the one sister's like, "We need a plan." And then the other sister comes in because you're being oh, pinned yeah. down. And she's like, yeah, we need a play. Like, we have an echo here. She's like, yes, one. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was funny. That was, that was really good. 
Uh, <laughs> that was just probably the, the best scene of the show. It yeah, really it was great. Uh, yeah, that was a really funny scene. Uh, and it's, in this last episode, I thought it was one of the better ones, too. I liked it. Yeah, yeah I love the fact that they brought Rex in. I'm a yeah. little bummed out that they didn't bring Ahsoka. I think, but I think Ahsoka would have like, uh, like that would have been too much. Too yeah. much would have saved them yeah. because of, it would yeah. take away the threat. But they finally addressed the the wrecker banging his head like eight times in the same yeah, spot. I was, like, I was waiting for. I was like, they, they kept harping, and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, um, yeah. So obviously the chip inhibitor, chip and all that, it's in their head. So that was cool. I like yeah, that. I like that. I like yeah. that they addressed that. I like how they re- resolved. I like. I love the fact that Rex is back in because uh, I mean. Rex is just a G. Like I, I know how his story ends, but I like seeing him how he gets there. There's something about like just like how like uh, not world weary, but just how like uh, uh, focus on the mission this dude is, no matter the cost. Like he, he will get it done, but he still has considerations. But he's still a soldier, so he has a very that practical sense. Like if I have to merc everybody here to get this done, I'll do it. I don't want to, but I'll do it. But let's try another thing first. But not, I'm gonna have to merc everybody here. And I love that aspect of uh, uh, of uh, of the way Rex is, and and seeing him with the Bad Batch, uh, a little hesitant at first because he didn't know where they landed, and then being happy, like you know, he was able to get the chips removed, and he knows they're safe now, and this is where he can trust them. All that was fine. I I, I really enjoyed it. Now here's a question: They got all the Bad Batch's chips removed. Does Omega have a chip? I thought they said. I thought they brought that up. Said she didn't. Okay, I wasn't I sure. Once she said she doesn't have it, yeah, because they they never implanted her. Okay, because she wasn't a a male clone, clone design. Yeah, the design right. the clone for for warfare was just. I guess that was their own creation. I know they haven't gotten too much into that. That's the reason why. But I, I believe I'm like ninety percent sure that they they kept, she came out and said. So do you, So now that they've introduced that they can remove the chip, do you think the series is going to end with like a? mad dash rescue of trying to get crosshair and getting his chip removed perhaps i thought about that too perhaps that could be on well it depends if they're gonna i assume they want to do more seasons they can just kind of hold off hold that off i don't know okay potentially kind of kind of build them as like a looming threat always on our eventually make a move towards that who knows i mean it's still it's hard to tell because there's one thing about the show there's it's very episodic. Yes. You know, the, the, the grand picture is still not quite there yet. Right. Which is, which is fine. And there is, I think, another seven episodes? I think it was no. 14 total. No, I thought it was 10. No, I thought it was 14. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, we, we got a long way to go. So oh, again, all right, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure where we're going with this at this point. But, okay. But yeah, I did. I, did, I thought about that. I'll get, yeah, maybe that's, I don't know, bring them all together in the end, I guess, maybe. I mean, it'd be, it'd be kind of cool, but I, 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 the only way you can make it like stretch out a little longer is you, they would have to end on a bummer, uh, almost like very Empire Strikes Back, where their last mission goes sideways because of Crosshair, and they both escape. No one really wins, but Crosshair just showed that he is willing to go that far to stop them, even though they, you know, like maybe Crosshair, we can still save him, and that's when they have to determine that season two. The main thrust of that season is going to be we have to take either Crosshair out or take the chip out, one of the two, because we can't keep him out there because he's going to get in the way and he's going to be a problem. So I think right. that... Yeah, eventually they're going to have to deal yeah. confront so, that at some point. I think yeah. you could push him. I think you, you can make two seasons out of it, but you got to resolve it by the second season. No, you, exactly. I, I don't see us going more than that. Two, two yeah. seasons, maybe three, maybe. With the Crosshair, um, like if you... Uh, uh, with story Crosshair line. 2. Right. Uh, yeah, Crosshair yeah. 2. I, I, I mean, at most, when I continue the show, that's fine. Because obviously, you know, this whole is an infinite timeline. Because obviously it's going to, you know, 
the Empire. We know what happened. You know, right. I mean, you have we, until we episode one, going, which right. is like 18 years in the future. Exactly. So How you got time. Go you got time, it, right. And who knows? Um, but it's, like I said, it's still a decent show. It's, yeah. it's a good watch. a good Star Wars show. So we'll keep that. Uh, we're, we're about to have I, I will, because we're talking a little bit about Star Wars, I will announce this. And this is for our, our action figure fans, because we're talking about the Filoni-verse now. Uh, yeah, the Star Wars has just announced that they're in the middle of production of their new batch of action figures. And speaking of the Filoni-verse, uh, they announced that they are making a, uh, a Fennec Shen action figure. Oh, okay. Fine. And they're making a Cobb Vanth action wow. figure, uh, which is a sheriff from... Yeah. Uh, and, then, cool. uh, and then they're making the uh, recently reintroduced Boba Fett action figure, like the hefty one. Uh, so those are three speaking of the felony verse i just want to bring that up so if there's any figure like they, they made some bad batch figures that look more movie than animated and uh if you got in those those are awesome too but if you are a fan of the bad batch you know fan of the felony verse now are uh, now are they are the, are the series slowly connecting each other by bringing like for example bringing in uh, fennec shen into bad batch but now we're going to get the action figures on those and i'm very excited about that to me star wars is still uh, in a better place and understands better ways to engage the community in terms of progressing to our universe than they've ever been before. And so I'm very excited about that. Where no, kind exactly. Of- and yeah, we got, I mean, obviously, quick tidbits, you know, they just finished uh, shooting on the, the book of... Um- book of Boba? Uh, book of Boba already. And production starting real soon in the Mandalorian season three. Well, um, and that's so- a, a question because do you hear that thing that came out where Ewan McGregor was interviewing Pedro Pascal and he said that they hadn't started recording uh, season three yet, but there mm-hmm. were rumors that they were recording season three. Or uh, did you hear yeah, anything about they that? Just, they just started production. Okay, so they, no one's, yeah, no, no one's recording season three yet. No, 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 it's not done yet. No, they hadn't started. Ah, it's about okay. to start very soon. Or if not, they just begun. So you okay, know, so it's coming. Obviously, it, we knew it wasn't going to be this year anyway. So uh, I would assume probably end of next year. That's okay, I got gotcha. I, I would assume they're going to release Obi Wan first because that that's already in production, obviously, and then maybe move into. Uh, season three Mandalorian. That's what I'm thinking. Gotcha. Next okay. Year. So yeah, exactly. So because I know the, the book of uh, Bubba is this year, then December. Yeah, and I heard that they're 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 it's if 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 you're thinking about terms of like chronology or how the not chronology but like the impact of story, they're saying the book of Boba is essentially Mandalorian season two point five, the same way like Captain America was like uh, Avengers two point five. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it's going to yeah. be that kind of thing. So, so I'm sure th- I'm sure they're going to tie in. I'm making. It may even lead into season three, Mandalorian. Who That'd be uh, dope, which, right? Which would be, which I, I think it'll be, that's the way it should be. Let's see. Yeah. I don't think they're going to treat it as like a completely separate entity here. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Cool, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, but overall, I, I'm, I'm really happy with the, with the, with the series the way it's going. Like I said, it's, it, it's, it's a weekly exercise routine. It's a, it's a not high impact. You're like low impact is standard, but you do see gains. As you go forward, and especially with the fourteen episodes, I thought they're like, oh, they got three episodes left. Yeah, they got 14, tied us up. Fourteen to sixteen, but I think it's fourteen. But it may be sixteen, but it's definitely yeah. Well, we'll probably be halfway. So we're so if we're halfway, that means there's still a lot of story to do, which means there's, there's still a lot, right? Which is exciting because that actually makes me more excited because I was trying to think about like how are they gonna work this in within three episodes. Oh no, with three, but now it would have been yeah. I would have no. That, that, if I knew if it was ten and we knew that was a confirmed number, I'd be like, something's wrong here with this picture. The, so, in, in that case, I, I think it's yeah. I think it's the what if. 
if that's ten episodes, then right? Because I heard that one of the animated series. Oh, that that that, that could be what. If that could be. I it. Yeah, I might be. This is definitely fourteen to sixteen. Gotcha. So okay. A long way to go. Cool. Distance, which is fine. Cool. Um, that being said, let's you know we'll finish off Disney Plus here. Loki finally dropped the show. That finally. I was, yeah, personally the most excited about uh, yes. of the early announcements. The trailer. I love the trailer. Really looking forward to it, and it did not, at least to me, it did not disappoint. No, not not at all. At all. Uh, to me, you know, we talked about this a lot, about Loki was going to be as close to a clear in intent of purpose than the other two shows combined, because it had the least amount to change due to the pandemic. Like, right, we, probably, we, yeah. we, we talked about WandaVision had to change their ending because of scheduling it because of the pandemic. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier had to change their essential storylines because, the, uh, because of the pandemic. They even said, if you, if you notice, the part that felt the best part of Falcon Winter Soldier was the Isaiah Bradley storyline because that did not have to be changed at all. So it felt the most well put together. But remember, the, uh, the main issue with Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to be a pandemic that it got released to the world coming from a South Asian country, which is eventually was going to reveal is Magipore. But unfortunately, it is too close to what has happened in real life or what is assumed <laughs> by conspiracy theories, and no one knows what is what. So they're like, let's just change that because we don't want to be pointing fingers or in causing people to be more crazy angry over suspectious. So well, well, let's be realistic. This is very pro China. So very. The list, you know, yeah, 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 so it would make perfect sense, but this show, none, none of those issues, none of those um, issues. And I mean, yeah, this is such a, what a good episode this was. I really like what I saw here. I mean, granted, so much to dive into, and we will. Um, uh, gr granted, it was awesome seeing our guest John Levine on the show. Yes, uh, yeah. super excited <laughs> seeing him nail his, his scene, and we have at least one more episode to see him. So, big ups to John Levine for being on the show and, and being on his on that show as well. Uh, you know, I was super excited to see him yeah. uh, there. He had a really good story, Tom Hiddleston. Too, yeah, it was great. You should yeah. listen to the episode, guys. But uh, like, I, I was, it was great seeing him. Now, Jose, uh, let's let's get into uh, let's get your take on it. Like, what did you like? What did what didn't you like? What was your overall takeaway from it? What what is guiding you excited to see further in the series? Oh man, I gotta say, oddly enough, where this is the only the only complaint I had about the show, but it's not really a complaint. Okay, and it was very exposition heavy. Right? Yes. Which normally doesn't bode well for a lot of shows, right? But this needed to be because this was tasked with setting up this, you know, TVA, this world, right. you know, that's this, out there in between worlds, whatever, the whole thing with timekeepers and et cetera, et cetera. And there's such a good job of kind of walking us through that. Yeah. As we're seeing it for the first time, like Loki. And I thought that a really good job. Even, even Loki's like, this sounds ridiculous. Yes. Which it kind of does. Yeah, right? of course. Obviously. And, and this is not a new premise. We've seen this, uh, you know, adjustment bureaus, very similar. Sure. Uh, even Umbrella Academy. Yeah. You know, very, very similar to this. So it's not new. So again, it goes back to the execution of it. If you're not giving you something new, then execute it well. Yeah. I think th I think one of the writers is one of the guys who uh, did Rick and Morty. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. And no one does multiverse time travel better than Rick and Morty. Nope. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And you can tell a lot of sensibility was in this episode. Very um, much. A lot of the ideas. I like the way it looked. The whole, it's, kind of, it's kind of the 60s yeah. kind of vibe in, inside the TVA. Um, I, I really like what they explain. I love that setup, man. So they, they set up this world perfectly. They talked about that multiverse, which is obviously the big push we're going to have you know, next coming movies. Um, multiverse, anyway. Mm -hmm. Owen Wilson. God, I love that guy. So good. Him and Loki together, Hiddleston is magic. They, I mean, is, is it me? I mean, they hit such yeah. a fun, odd couple note. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, uh, 
way more perfect than him and Wilson and Vince Vaughn who are left together. Um, but, <laughs> buddy, 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 look, I'm telling you right now, the TV is all over the place. <laughs> wow, man, I know, but what are we going to do? I think we should get a Loki. Do you think we should get a Loki? Oh, okay. uh, man. <laughs> Genius casting. I know Wilson, who's been, hasn't done a whole lot lately that I can remember. So it's good to see him like really eating well. So I thought their dynamic was fantastic. Yes. Really well done. I like, I forgot her name. She was the main, one of the main Minutemen or whatever. Oh yeah, she, she was, she was from she Lovecraft was Country. Lovecraft. Yeah. yeah, Lovecraft. Yeah, Fantastic. She was great as well. Yeah. And it's just, and it's funny because I didn't know much about TVA, right? Right. And this idea that, in a good way, made everything else seem so small. What I mean by that is like the Infinity Stones, the Tesseract. Yeah. They're like it's a paperweight. It's a paperweight. Yeah, it's such so a big good. deal that we used so to have that they're relegated to nonsense. It's like right. It's, you know, that's how big this thing is and how powerful they are. So awesome. I love where it's going. And we'll talk about our theories in a second, which may, you know, hopefully doesn't, uh, we don't get one division in this one. Um, we theorize a bunch of shit and nothing comes to fruition. Oh, you, you know what? I got some theories. We'll definitely get into that. Yes. But I, I haven't been able to get anything on this show. So they're keeping things under wraps. So that's good. Um, but yeah, man, I just, man, I, I can't wait for episode two, which I hear is very good too. Even better. I heard. That's right. Because, you know, they, they're the screeners that came out for the. They got for two. The, yeah. They got two. So they're like the yeah. second episode just as good as the first, which is a reassuring feeling yeah. and right off the bat. There's some surprises. I think I heard that about uh, cameos or whatever that show up, I think. So that's um, great. That's what I heard on that, on that front. So, but yeah, man, a huge thumbs up. This was, you know, even a better, obviously, way better than the WandaVision first episode. And better than the uh, Falcon the first, which I really liked the first episode yeah. of Falcon. This was worlds above. I'll, I'll tell you what, what what I what I felt about it, which is like I felt like this show more than any other Marvel show right now that's come out uh, felt more closely associated with the Marvel Cinematic Universe than everything else. Like all the other series took cues off of where the show left, but this felt like it was a natural extension. You know what I mean? Does it make sense? Yeah, right? it makes sense. It felt more MCU-y than all the other ones, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, you're like, right. just, uh, just uh, the fact where, like, they introduced the timekeepers, which you're right, had that great 70s, 60s aesthetic of, like, showing the corporate bureaucracy where they, in design, it looks like they were planning for the future, but then they got stagnant. So I loved all that. Like it felt like to me, I got equal parts of watching. Do you watch the the Legion series on FX? Yeah, yes. I felt like a little bit of Legion, a little yeah. bit of like of like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when they show how slow the, their corporate alien the bureaucracy is, and everything is sort of like uh, it's so advanced, but it's so slow and dumb at the same time. Uh, like <laughs> that's, I, that's the part that reminds me of like the Red Academy, right? Because oh, the same kind of vibe. In very system, much like, so. Typewriters, but they're really advanced as well. Yeah. So, you know, which is, like I said, listen, everybody, I don't know who came out first, what, you know, the comics, but all that being said, as far as shows wise, again, if you can do something similar to somebody else, make it your own. Yeah, I, right. and, and they, and and they, they really did. did in a very unique yeah. way where, you know, it played a lot of tribute or had a lot of like feelings of homage of things you've already seen, but it was mm-hmm. very much their own, you know, and I, I liked that aspect of it. Um, the, the character super interesting and, and what, a, what a way to kind of show how much bigger the universe is. By taking Loki, who's been around for thousands of years, and showing him something he never even knew about, like what is this? Right. And and he and make him see him seem so insignificant. Exactly, <laughs> you know, exactly. In the grand scheme, of things. I mean, it, the, I mean, this guy had, had had teamed up with Thanos 
and had an Infinity Stone on hand and almost took over a planet and, and almost took over Asgard. Like, this guy has been in it to win it since the get. And for him to go, like, I, I don't matter. Like, none of right. this is, oh, like, it is, it, it is so humbling of experience that for the first time in maybe forever, uh, the show forced Loki to be honest about who he was. Yes, which is a, a great scene, by the Such way. Such a great, like, if you want to show a transition of character in a in an immediate fashion, you take away the, let's put him on a story of self-realization, and let's put him in a situation of self-realization. When you see where you came from and how you die on video while telling you that you are outside of the laws of everything you've ever understood and you're in an organization that's so above you that literally nothing you do matters because you're essentially in a choose your own adventure book that ends with failure. Like, wow, it is massive. And and also, I love the fact that they were right up front with that DB Cooper moment of Loki. Yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, like they're like they're like you've been you've been lying since since before you even got involved with the Avengers. Yeah, and like they just showed like that moment, and it was like, well, I lost a bet to my brother. I'm like, what was that bet? Like, what? <laughs> like if you lose, you got to go to Midgard and you got to rob like a two hundred thousand dollars. Ah, laugh, laugh, laugh. Like, what is that? What was the bet that he was supposed to do? I bet you can't tickle father's beard with a feather and have not catch you like what was that insane bet that they had to do that he does as his punisher for but it's almost like it was the asgard version of impractical jokers <laughs> <laughs> no no touch his beard touch his beard oh guys touch his beard like it's, it's, it was away <laughs> <laughs> so i i would love to have seen what that what that bet was but it was fun to even hear that and like uh, everything about the show, at no point did it feel like it was. Rem- the, I, uh, the, I, I think what made the show feel great was it started off with a scene that we've experienced in both the first Avengers and Avengers Endgame, which clearly cements itself in the Marvel universe. You know. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. and then to pull out from from that moment. And show like this is now a uh, this is a new trajectory for this character because of what he's now involved in. Like WandaVision could have had that moment if Doctor Strange showed up at the end, because it would have tied everything together sure. closer to the continuity of the cinematic universe. Uh, 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 Falcon and Winter Soldier had a little bit of that moment when Rhodey showed up in the beginning, but I there was the, the, it, it, it's it, it was it was close. And they had a little bit of that moment when when they brought Zemo in and uh, the and and the Dora Milaje. It, it, it was very close, but it never I mean, felt it was much closer than One Division. Yeah, at, ultimately, it, it was closer to One Division, but it never felt like it was really in that Marvel universe. Right, it like, was well, it was in the universe, but not directly tied. Right, like it it, it it almost felt like I was watching Agents of Shield, which is like just yeah, outside. That's fair, you know. And, and, and a really good episode of Agents of Shield, not a shitty one. That's so oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Just make, you know, just I'm gonna right clarify. Now. Like to <laughs> me, much much better. Okay, remember in Agents of Shield when after a uh, uh, whenever Captain America the Winter Soldier came out and you found out that Hydra's part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the show took a turn and it was dope for the first season, that's what like, Falcon and Winter Soldier felt to me. Like, when they really nailed that sort of like, it was it was connected, but you didn't have to see everybody. Like, right. to me, little things in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, if you would have had, like, Maria Hill show up, that would have been super dope. Like, that would have really, like, pushed things a little bit closer. Like, if she would have been 
the agent they were at, they were talking to instead of Agent Thirteen. I felt like that would have brought uh, the show a little. Cl- like I felt like it just needed like one or two more things to get closer. But this show, like they started letting you know it's from here. So every time you built out, because they took those first two three minutes to set up the inside the Marvel universe, it felt more together. Does that make sense? No, no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it was. It was- like a sequel, it really did. It really did. It really did. Yeah, because it uh, brought you back until what we not when yeah, and, almost where we last left off. At least left off the character, right? And and and, and now that, but then you you're talking about like the show is really uh, ex- heavy or exposition, but they had to like you said because they're yeah. introducing this such a big new concept. Like they had yeah, to like, now. Yeah, if they would have piecemealed that, it would just been confusing. It really would have. It would have been like, okay, what's going on? And and this is one of the few times I'll forgive exposition. Yeah, yeah. it happens out here so often, but. You had to. You had no choice. Plus, by but doing again, it, with, but they did it in a fun way, though. With the with the with that's so almost like a Disney World video explaining what you're about to get on. Like, yeah, it reminds me of like Jurassic Park with the you know yeah. DNA and Miss uh, Minutes as a, as a clock lady. I thought it was great. Like, yeah, all, like cool, and, yeah. and I love the fact they even gave it like a '60s animation, like to kind of yeah. go with the the, the yeah. aesthetic of the offices. I, all that was fantastic. And uh, I Owen Wilson, like you said, really nailed it out of the park. Uh, I love the fact that he's sort of like a. A confident, soft-spoken dude who you could kind of tell like he uh, was ready to kick ass if he needs to, but if he doesn't have to, he'd rather take the the, the cordial approach of things. Um, right. I liked all, all, of, all of it was fantastic. I, I will say, when watching uh, when they first introduced him in that French cathedral and they showed right. that stained glass painting of the devil oh, and the kid points to it. Here we go. Yes. I know. Everyone was thinking about Mephisto, Mephisto. for originally. I know. But then when I was watching it, I immediately said, oh, my, my son was like, look, dad, it's Mephisto. I go, yeah, but I don't think so. And he's like, what? And, and I said, look at it. The devil is wearing green. He's got horns. But Loki wears horns, too. My daughter right, goes, exactly. oh, that yeah. kid thinks it's the devil because of the horns. I go, exactly. And yeah. we thought it was Mephisto because of WandaVision, not because of the show. So exactly, when I get fool, 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 fool me once, right? Exactly, fool me once, fool me like unless <laughs> you uh, like like uh, unless there's going to be like way like maybe episode two and three, you really like sh- twist things around and go, oh snap, it's this. But I don't, and I don't think it's Mephisto. It's not Mephisto at all. It's I, I, clearly I, Loki. I have like zero percent chance belief that that's actually going to happen. Yeah, zero, not zero. One. Yeah, not, uh, I, I mean, not getting fooled. maybe maybe if they lean heavy episode two, three, and four, maybe, but if not, then no, we're just getting... Well, as of right now, until, yeah, more and, it's not going to happen. And, and there's and, definitely no boner. Right, no. <laughs> and, and, and it's definitely supported by the fact that you know, the big reveal at the end of the episode is we need you to help us find another Loki variant. And because of that, the horns make sense now because you're like you're clearly it's another person wearing a set of horns, and Loki wears a set of horns, so that's who it is. Right, uh, which is interesting. Which I, I find so. Let, let so from there now. Let, let's play sure. the theory game. All right. Because with all these ideas, are, which we know probably none of them are going to be right, but that's fine. It's part of the fun, right? Sure. So let's start with him. We'll start with the variant, right? Because I did hear this, and I let you t- um, talk about that, where it may be Lady Loki. Yes. Okay. I heard that theory, and I think there was a picture on the internet. I heard someone, the actress, dressed like Loki in, in a production p- picture. I don't know, something like that. But is that possibility? Who's Lady Loki? That's okay. The the, it is. A, it is a huge possibility. Possibility. So, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen a um, a girl with blonde hair, uh, and she's sitting like on a desolate planet, and it looks like there's a piece of like planet coming down to Earth, slowly crashing down. So her name is Sof- Sophie De Martino. And the rumor is that she's a variant as well, and she's Lady Loki. Now, in the comics, Loki did become a woman for a time because 
uh, during this, uh, this major storyline going on at Marvel Universe at the time called Avengers Disassembled, they did Thor Disassembled, which is essentially was his Ragnarok story. And everyone in the, uh, Thor basically killed, uh, let not killed, but Thor uh, let all of Asgard die because they discovered that Asgard's died millions of times over millions of millennia. And whenever they die, they get reset and they live the whole experience all over again. And Thor's like, we don't deserve to be on replay over and over again. Like our lives need meaning. So by destroying the system that caused their 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 resetting, Thor's like, if we die, at least we die being as guardians. We can go to Valhalla. And you know, if the universe has something else intended for us, we will go for that next adventure. But it'll never be the same again. So Thor thought he had saved Asgard and, and letting Ragnarok happen in its own unique way that couldn't but not cause it to be reset. But as comic books are, you always got to find a way to continue making a story anyway. So they had said that they, uh, uh, Thor, because of he, by him choosing to uh, make, let Ragnarok happen without the reset option, his consciousness did not just this die it was still out there so he essentially he reconstituted himself because he had all the powers of odin at the time so the little bit of power he had left he reformed himself and he discovered that there was a uh, the the uh, the spirits of all these guardians were still alive as well and they got into these body to human bodies on earth and he could release them from the human bodies if he made contact with him with them and like his the Mjolnir hammer if they touched it lightning would hit and they would be released and become their fully actualized selves so basically like hibernating pretending to be humans on earth that was part of the magic spell that was cast on them uh, so he starts uh, freeing all these other asgardians and one of the people he goes to free is this woman who he believes has the body of Sif, which if you remember the first two Thor movies was Lady Sif, the, uh, I forgot her name, Jamie Alexander, I think is her name is. And when he goes to release her, it's revealed that Loki actually hijacked this body from Lady Sif. <laughs> and so he's like, hey, hello, brother, it's me. He's like, holy crap, it's, I thought you were a hot chick, and now you're my brother. He goes, it doesn't really matter. This body's a body, and I'm, I, right now I kind of like being this lady body. Um, which is weird because if you look at the uh, file that they give Owen Wilson showing they the have arrested Loki, under six, it says fluid. Oh, really? Yeah, I so they're already, they're already noting like Loki could be men or, or women. It doesn't really matter. It's just whatever Loki okay. feels. So there's the, the idea right now is that Sophie DiMartino's character, which you could see here in trailers, is a Loki variant where it she is well he chooses to be a woman and so they're dubbing that as lady loki but here's the thing i find really interesting is that uh you know the uh the actor richard e grant mm -hmm. uh he was the last scene that i know of he was the the new big first order bad guy from rise of skywalker he's a guy who took over from from general hux if you want a kind of point of like you know if you've ever seen if you don't know who richard e grant is i there's your there, there's your point of reference but uh, he's supposed to be in Loki. Yeah, he's in Loki. He is. But n no one's seen who his character is. Like he's, he's done no press. They've assigned no character title to him. So I think that Richard E. Grant is the the evil Loki variant. I think he's either yeah. using or manipulating the Lady Loki, sort of like how Thanos used Loki to take over Earth. He's using her as coverage. And in the comic books, when Loki, uh, Loki, there's a storyline after 
the uh, Thor disassembled after all the Asgardians get put in those repl- those new bodies. After Loki gets kicked out of the Sif replacement body, and Lady Sif goes into her body, and Loki gets into uh, a Loki body. Uh, Loki dies in his major storyline called Siege or Siege of Asgard, whichever one it's called. Um, and while he's when he dies, he casts one magic spell to save his life, as as guardians do, and his body basically got split into two, where he gets he basically split himself into a good side and a bad side. The good side appeared as a character that was for a long time was called Kid Loki because it was Loki in the body of like a. 12 year old kid and that's the loki that eventually grew into the loki based on loki the on the and from the mcu which is like good looking it's sort of like an anti-hero he's bad but he has a lot of good intentions uh you know that character he became that's who was based who kid loki was based off of okay now the bad part of loki was very evil and he, in classic comic book form, was evil Loki. So how do you make uh, the difference between good Loki and evil Loki? You spell Loki backwards. So his name was Eichel. And Eichel was the darkest Loki ever. Uh, Eichel was pure evil. Eichel, uh, if you re- if we talked about uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, the bad guy in that movie is going to be a guy called Gord, the, uh, the God Butcher. And, which is right. played by Christian Bale. And he has this thing called the Necro Sword, which is a sword that can kill gods. Well, in the comic books, after defeating Gore, the God Butcher, Eichel finds the Necro Sword. So he becomes Loki the Universe Butcher, I believe it is, or the or the or, or the or the Ender of Light, or something something like that. Basically, he becomes full blown evil. So I think Richard E. Grant is gonna be Eichel. So you think he's the one causing the havoc? Then. He's the one causing uh, who's who's manipulating Lady Loki to cause the havoc. So the, the person under the cloak that we saw, uh, the person under the cloak, I think, is, is Lady, Lady Loki. Okay. But the person man- controlled, controlling by... her, telling her the plan or his version of the plan, is going to be Eichel. Because I think it, you, you need you're going to need a Loki that you could punch in the face that isn't Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> so and and, and 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 listen. One of the reasons why I love Richard E. Grant is he has a very punchable face. Uh, Richard E. Grant is like, have you ever wanted to punch Hugh Grant? Oh God, everyone wants to punch. Yeah, Hugh Grant. yeah, everyone. But you can't punch Hugh Grant. But you can hire Richard E. Grant to punch him in the face, and he has a very Hugh Grant. Uh, 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 face. He, he looks like an older Hugh Grant, and if you want to punch Hugh Grant, but you can't, you hire Richard E. And then you can punch him. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this this will do. This is <laughs> so. Uh, he, he is. Uh, I just looked it up. He is in five episodes. See, but, see, but they, don't, but they don't say his name. Right. So, and hey, look, he's in I mean, five. Yeah, the, the six episodes. So yeah, he's in. There, there you go. Yes. Yeah, like, I, I, I didn't even know he was in five episodes. I just, yeah. I, I just know because they haven't seen him yet, and he's got a punchable face. He's got, he's got to be your big bet. No, like, I mean, that's what I, IMDb says. For whatever that's worth, they're not, they're not always accurate. Right. But. You know, they get it right more than they do. So if they say five, maybe it's four or five, three, four. But either way, yeah. He, yeah, he, he, may, he, yeah. May, he may seem like at the very end of episode two. So technically, it constitutes an appearance. And then episode three to six is where they really lay down the law. But I, I, that's, what, that's what I think. I think, right, I think it's, it's, it's Eichel controlling Lady Loki. And our, the Loki that we're following through the series is going to be the one where, you know, he's going to be having to kind of figure out this mystery of like, what would I do? Because I'm me, and I know how I think. 
what would I do? And that's how, that's how, that's how they're going to go about it. That's, I, I think that's a very easy way to get your big idea through and, you know, kind of let, not have everyone completely lost the whole time going, what is all this about? Like, you know, you, you got it. Like, cause everything else is like, okay. So essentially it's a Loki versus a Loki versus a Loki. So you can kind of get, a, get around that idea pretty fast. Make sense? So, I got, so you're not subscribed. I know I've heard a lot of, uh, theories about Kang the Conqueror. I, I think Kang is there. I think Kang is there, but I don't think that, that he is going to be the ultra big bad. I, I think it's going to be all Eichel. Uh, and it could be an Eichel that, you know, served Thanos and realized that what Thanos wanted to do was too hardcore. And so he's got a different version of it. And that's why he's become the variant because he's trying to do his version of what he thought Thanos was going to do. Does that make sense? Right. Gotcha. Okay. And so that, that's, that's what I'm thinking. There, there is, um, maybe if you know this, there's uh, in the last scene, right? Where, right. you know, wherever they are, I forget where they are. And, you know, the variant comes up, Wendy Hood. Right. The, the Minutemen, they see this artifact, a sword or something. Right. What, you know what that is? No, that was just for the show. I think it was like a, okay. a like an oil found, finder. You know, they, it just... It's, that's, okay. Yeah, that's so what I think. They some the millennial thing. And well, they're I, trying to say where it's from. Which they, they said right, early so third millennial, so it could okay. be anywhere from like now to 2300. Okay, so you, know. you didn't recognize it. Okay, no, well, no, so no. that was something. No, like, oh, no, no. Oh, look, it's the... Whatever. No, I thought... I, for sales, I was like, wait a minute. Was that the look at anything? I was like, no, that's the look at anything I know. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, so, did, I want to ask you this because sure. I'll let you. Because they, they talked about the multiverse stuff. Yes. Right, and the, the war that happened back then, which is why the whole thing came up TVA to begin with, right? To, to monitor that. Right. So, would this, do you think this would tie into anything in terms of multiverse? Oh, do I or think? No? Absolutely. Right. Look, Cause, this... Cause this, this is my thing. This, if you say yes, right, so fine. Right. Then the one that kind of just minimized Wanda, because isn't she the one that technically opens it up, or is it open because of events of this show? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's both. This is what you what you got to understand on this one is that uh, the the they they my the 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 little video they introduced and that that, that video is super important and I don't think people notice how important it is and this is what you have to understand when they're uh, showing the, 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 the the history of the time okay. variance authority they talked about how there was a war between the multiverses mm -hmm. because of these nexus events and because what but I, so the the time lords came in and put everything into took all these unique multiverses and merged them all into one sacred timeline. And their line is to keep it like this because if they didn't. They could be other Nexus events that creates other variants, and then it would lead to another madness of the multiverse. Which is, by the way, they already like dropped three keywords from Doctor Strange and the multiverse right. of madness. Which so is what I'm saying, yeah, that's all connected. Up, saying, but yeah. this is this is what you're what you're what you're not understanding of the whole thing is that the multiverse will always it's it's you know the. Marvel Universe has established that there are cycles to their existence. And the, the the multiverse has not died just once. It's actually died like seven different times. So in the Marvel comics, they've just entered the eighth version of the multiverse. And what that means is that everything died and then got put back together. But every time it gets put back together, things are different. Uh, the elements of their reality has changed. Very subtle. You may not notice it, but it's there. And in the comics, the last time this happened, it was a storyline called uh, called Secret Wars. Now, why is this important? Uh, make a long story boring. Uh, there's an event that in the multiverse which is causing multiverses 
to smash into each other. And when the multiverses smash into each other, it's called an incursion event. When this happens, the incursion event is so powerful that it will, it will cause one multiverse to completely fall apart and one multiverse to survive. So there was a certain group of heroes that took it upon themselves to make sure that the Marvel Universe, the Marvel Prime Universe, the one that we read our comics off of, was going to survive that event every time an incursion happened. They were going to survive that event even if they have to make the other dimension die. They were going to survive that event. Which it got to a lot of moral gray areas and it was a super awesome book. It's called The New Avengers, written by Jonathan Hickman. You should read it. Just to let you know who, the, who was on the cast. It was Iron Man. It was Doctor Strange. It was Mr. Fantastic. It was Black Bolt from the Humans. It was Namor. Uh, it was originally Professor X, who eventually became Beast. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it, is a, it is a who's who of the most powerful like characters in the Marvel Universe. What does that mean? The fact that Doctor Strange, Namor, and Black Panther are still in that universe, and uh, Professor X and Black Bolt have not properly been introduced yet, and the only person who's dead right now is Iron Man. But that's still three characters in-house, two characters yet to be assigned. But... Uh, when they uh, they when while trying to figure out what's causing incursions, how to stop the incursions, they realize there's just no way to go about it. Now uh, they can't stop the incursions; it's it's, uns it's unstoppable. This, this the, the the multiverse will collapse in and on itself. And so Doctor Strange goes on his own like side mission, trying to figure out there's a way to stop it. And unbeknownst to everyone else, Doctor Doom goes on a side mission, trying to figure out how to stop it. And both their plans on how to stop it eventually cross over to each other and they are there and they discovered what the a secret of the incursions are and how it's going to happen. And they devise a plan to, uh, to stop the people who are trying to create the incursions uh, and flip it on them. But by doing that, they can't stop the collapse. They can only minimize the damage. So... As things are falling apart on them and they've, they've stopped the, the people behind the incursions, but it's too far gone, um, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom have the combined power to save parts of the multiverse. Doctor Strange says, I can't handle it. This power is too much. It'll corrupt me. And Doctor Doom says, fine, I'll take it. So he takes all the power and he creates the last piece of reality that exists from all the parts of the multiverse that hadn't completely died out he, he was able to save chunks of everything and smush it up together like a like a puzzle that you jam all the pieces in even though they don't fit he makes that kind of world based on these chunks of different realities and it's called battle world where dr doom is referred to as god king doom and just imagine just imagine dr doom instead of a green cloak and silver armor it's white White armor, white cloak, top to bottom. And he is worshipped like a god. And no one remembers about the realities before this new reality. Did you know that there was nothing? And then God King Doom came and made all this. So we all praise him. Like, Dr. Doom is so powerful in this world that he created that his police army is Thors from across the multiverse called the Thor Corps. Hmm. It is amazing like the like this comic book has some of the most insane moments this comic book has black panther doing one of the most badass black panther moments of all time there's a badass namor moment there's oh, of course tons of bad doctor badass doctor doom moments like the, it, it is it is so crazy there's a thanos moment that is just banana like it is amazing why is this important on top of the grand scheme of things a they're introducing the fantastic four 
where the Fantastic Four goes, so comes Doom. Right. And if I don't know if you know, remember this, but some Eagle Eye uh, people on online uh, have found this, and they were found interviews where the Russo brothers were promoting Endgame, and they're like, "We're taking a break from Marvel movies. We're going to do this now. We want to, you know, try experiments on different things." And they asked them, "Would you ever come back to Marvel again?" And the Russo brothers said, "Yes." There's a storyline we grew up in the 80s called Seeker Wars. We would totally come back from that. Now, you could try to cover up the Seeker Wars from the 80s versus the Seeker Wars that happened in 2015, written by Jonathan Hickman. But the minute you're introducing Wars of Multiverses and Nexus Points, you're talking Jonathan Hickman's Seeker Wars. So you can pretend to be 80s all you want. We all know what you're really talking about. <laughs> and so we know it's going to head to that. That is the big chunk. In it, but you cannot have... Marvel Secret Wars without the multiverse going to war in itself, going into a state of madness. And what presets the state of multiversal madness? Nexus events. So you cannot have uh, 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 Doctor Strange multiverse of madness. You can have Secret Wars without Nexus events. And WandaVision showed us what a Nexus being is because they create Nexus events. So that's how they're all connected. Okay, so the multiverse won't necessarily caused by the events of this show. No, this Look, show this show started. this show can see it it happening and will try to prevent it from happening. But okay. things like WandaVision cause it to happen. Things like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse ha- Madness shows when two people who can who can either recreate realities or can jump in between multiversal realities when they come colliding into each other, they create a madness state. Okay, all right. That, that sounds interesting. So that's how yeah. it, so there's there's actually tons of of Easter eggs, and it's done in the thing you you said like oh they were these info dumps. They weren't even info dumps. They were the beginning of an Easter egg trail that you're not even aware of. Right, I'm sure it's just, we're gonna get a lot more, which is why I think oh God, this, this show really is get you know get me exactly. I can't wait to see what they do next. I know, I know. Um, and like I said, I. You know, if it's as simple as, you know, the variant Lokis and Grant's character, I can live with that. I don't need, you know, there's no more fist. I mean, people got to stop. Yeah. Even Kang and Conquer, I, I don't, he's not. I think there might be a little bit of Kang at the very end. At the very it, end. Yeah, but I don't think he's a part of the show. No, I, mean, I you, know, you know, again, we maybe, that, maybe, who knows, right? Maybe on a flip on a flip, uh, Eichel ha- is working on a plan that he came up with. With uh, with uh, Kang the Conqueror, and because Eichel gets stopped in this, Kang the Conqueror has to go on it alone, which is why his quantum mania and 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 man the Wasp is now just him instead of him and Eichel. So there could have been yeah, a thing which where is, which is that yeah, which is which is fine. One leads to that, right? That, that necessarily mean that he's going to be in this or he's the main guy in this exactly show. I I don't see that happening, but you know we all you know what the theories will come about, and I'm sure we'll have more theories once the second episode comes out. Yes, we'll get a, a clearer picture. At least the picture comes a little more clear. Um, I guess I don't know much about it. Uh, I I can't wait though. I'm yeah, I, I I'm I'm really excited about like I I was surprised how good this was. Yeah. Uh, I you know there's there's a there's a you know talking about you know the fact that you had a, a the writer from from Rick one of the writers of Rick and Morty being the the main writer for this show. Nothing is more evident about that than the little background things they have clues for. Like you know when they brought Loki first into the TVA, there was a scroll in a in a sweat in a sweatpants yeah. jumpsuit there. <laughs> or the fact that you know a couple of people pointed out just recently one of those random doors coming where they're bringing in variants of committed crimes and one of them looks a little bit 
like Sharon Carter from oh, the from. Oh yeah, if, if you yeah. if you when okay. if uh, next time you watch it because you're probably gonna want to watch it again. Yeah. When Loki okay. uses the time twister to get out of the cell and he just shows up in a random right. hallway, there's yeah, one right. of those TVA uh, teleportation doors and a soldier comes out. One of the Minimit comes out and he's pushing along a lady that looks suspiciously like. Uh, 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 Sharon Carter. Yeah, I'll so, look out for that. So again. watch that because now that we're thinking like, is that the Sharon Carter from the, the, the timeline that Cap spent with her? Like as soon as he left, they just dragged her back into the TVA. Like, <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> that, goes down, that goes into that character. Exactly. Uh, but you're right. There's little touches like that. You know, even like the scene with the robot taking his clothes off to t- yeah. you know, take a ticket. That, that's so Rick and Morty. Um, a little bit toned down, obviously. Oh, sure. But it's that kind of humor. It's like that really works. Even, you know, the scene with the... Uh, with John all with the you know which by the way yeah shout out to Rick and Morty fans because now you get to play as Rick Sanchez on Fortnite they just announced that so enjoy that that fun little the new season's dropping very soon I know so we're gonna Uh, tons of Rick and Morty stuff coming up guys but uh yeah I like uh, but overall I I thought that the the show I mean that I don't want to hit too many uh of like uh speculations but just on like what I know and what the groundwork they're laying in it's real easy to not be aware of those things if you're not a comic book fan, like at least one on my level. But it, when you've read as much as I have and you're you know, aware of all those little intricacies and you, you start putting pieces together, you can't have a multiversal madness state without Nexus beans and Nexus events. You have Nexus events that cause those those, those dimensions to start wiggling because you're either rewriting the re- re- reality so the walls of your multiverse become weakened or you're literally punching holes through multiverses yeah. like America Chavez can do. So there's a... The, what I find it so weird that the show gets released now and the next movie is Black, is Black Widow. I, I just kind of wish they would have maybe I, waited. You know, I just, like it because you you don't you don't want to follow just one idea. You want to you, you want to bounce. I mean, we haven't seen Black Widow yet, but it could be just its own thing. I just find it odd. I mean, obviously that wasn't the plan anyway. They were right. released it, so that's why I'm thinking it's kind of odd that they just didn't kind of rearrange at least Loki a little bit. Because, I, yeah, Black Widow. I mean, the fact that they were going to release it last year before anything just tells me that has nothing to do with anything. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Right. Of. I think that the plan is. You know, you do a a big idea multiverse. Uh, the the new idea since the pandemic ended, you do a multiverse idea, then you do a a like a, a, a ground level idea, then you do a multiverse idea, and then you do a ground level idea. So check it out. So first you got WandaVision, then you got Falcon Winter Soldier, and then you got Loki, which is your multiverse idea. So then you go ground level, and you go uh, straight into uh, into uh, 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 Black Widow, and then you go multiverse again because what happens after Black Widow? Boom, you got the What If series. So now you're multiverse again. But what happens after What If ends? Boom, you go Shang-Chi. So now ground level again. So if you're noticing, they're going up and down, making sure that both of those are going as tangential as possible. And then what happens after after Shang-Chi? You go Eternal. So now you go, uh, you go Cosmic. So you're not even going ground level or multiverse. So you're going Cosmic. But what happens after, after Eternals? You go Hawkeye. Boom, ground level again. Then what happens after Hawkeye? Boom, you go Doctor Strange. Uh, you go Spider Man, No Way Home. So you're going, you're you're going up and down on the multiversal or, or cosmic, and then you're going ground level. But you're going back and forth. And Spider Man, you're combining the multiversal and the ground level in one big, like huge battle. Then that leads right into Doctor Strange. So I, it's it's all kind of there in this little weird pattern they created, which is multiverse or cosmic and then ground level multiverse yeah, and cosmic. I mean, it's, it's just to me, it's just, that wasn't their plan. It wasn't. Uh, but so I, I, That's why I'm like, when I see Black Widow, it's like, okay, it's, that's the, the, the movie that really concerns me. I don't, I don't think it's going to be good. I think it is. 
I just think it's gonna be such a one-off. It's like, okay, what was the point of that? You know, like it should have been released. I know they couldn't do it; it's not their fault. Right. But yeah, there's a, a perfect way to be released. You know, at the time, which it would have been last year before right. this happened. Now it's gonna seem a little bit anticlimactic. Like, okay. Uh, I don't think so. I, way, like, I, I just don't think this is tied into anything that we're we're getting right now. I really don't because again, they've already they've already, the, the, the wheels are in motion for multiverse, right? They're now right. we're in full swing, and Black Widow was supposed to come out before any of this happened. That being said, Here's, this, I don't think it's anything to do with that. It just what like if? Like, okay. What if, as you know, the Marvel series goes, what if uh, at the end of the movie they reintroduce Black Widow, but a alternate universe Black Widow? Same thing. I'm thinking they, they might do a Black Panther, which is they if the child is dead, they get introduce another Black Panther from another multiverse. And so that's kind of like showing that even though these things are separated, quote unquote separated. It makes sense, but I, that's not what they're going with this. You don't think so? No. But particularly, right. I would say more likely in Black Panther. It's not, but I'm saying more likely. But Black Widow, but that takes place too far back. It just, if, if that was a like current, like Black Panther, if she had been dead, Black Widow would have been alive. And this is just like I'm thinking post-credit. Post-credit would be, would be something like that. That's what I was thinking. Like, like, yeah, but they want to add it in, sure. Again, not part of the plan, but it's still, but that's just the, the end credit scene. The movie right. itself will have nothing no bearing on what's coming forward right more right right so it's like a one-off which is listen that's not a bad thing it's, it's fine i think black widow's gonna be good i'm just not excited about it because i just don't think it's gonna really just this is not a gateway until this is the next phase into tomorrow i think this was just kind of the transitional movie that was the intention right right a prequel now we ramp up for the next phase so i think it's just weird play. and i know it's hey, listen it's pandemic Whatever they should just release in Disney Plus essentially. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. Which I think yeah. they're they're gonna do it's like before, a, like last year, like you know, right. just release it and then just. Okay. I think I think they should have. I, I agree yeah, with you. I think that would have been a better move, but it is what it is. But whatever. I mean, it's it's like a small grab. It's not a, not a big thing at the end right. of the day. I think it's still gonna be a fun. I mean, it's gonna be a good movie. I don't think it's gonna be bad. No, it's, it, just, it, it's, it's not gonna be. I'm not gonna say pointless. Well, you but, know what? Let's let's give them a, a let's give Marvel a little bit of credit because they have not, you know, if it, you know, they they may have uh, had to deal with a lot of things that are out of their control with like WandaVision and Falcon and Soldier. But if Loki's shown us everything, is that when they can stick to their original gun, it works out for oh, no, in no, the of best. Course, yeah, that's why I'm confident for like you know Spider Man, uh, Eternal stuff like that. Right. That were obviously supposed to have come out this time of year. I forget when the original dates were, but right. come out after Black Widow, right? Substantia. So. But that's again not a big deal. It, it is it is what it is. But multiverse is obviously just about in full swing. So I can't wait to see what they do here with Loki. I am excited. Yeah. Um, Wednesdays, not Fridays. Yeah, I, it's 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 fine. Um, it's fine. You know that means that the next episode we release will hopefully be uh, a little bit right after the viewership, so we can talk about that specifically. But you know, it, it it gives you something to do, and it frees up your Friday. So if you do want to go out to the movies, as some people in our in our group is already doing, uh, Mr. Fancy Pants over here, uh, getting all the sneak previews. Uh, you know, we get to do that, and you get to experience those things, and you know, kind of get us back into the routine of. Uh, of going out and socializing and seeing things on the big screen. Cause I, I mean, don't be wrong. I don't want to do that, but I know a lot of people do. <laughs> I know. There's well, a yeah, lot, yeah, a lot. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. It's just a that community experience. Again, I think things are wrapping up, you know, as far as the numbers, the, 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 the increasing in terms of box right. office. I think we're heading back to like normalcy. And I want to come back to see big movies. Like I, I'm, I'm still on the fence. If I'm going to go see uh want uh, a black, black widow okay. on the screen being offered. So I get it. Right. But I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm definitely want to go see Spider-Man and Dr. Strange and on the big oh, screen. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the fence of Shang-Chi. I'm on, I'm on really? the fence. I'm, I'm, I'm eternal. I've seen the big screen. 
I'm still gonna see it. I, 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 I know that, but I'm saying big screen. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm on the fence just because like like I could I, I like I'm I'm mostly like I'll watch it maybe one time in my house because I got a big screen, so I'll watch it in my house. And if it if it looks amazing, I'm like, well, now I gotta go see it in the, in the big screen. I'll go see it like that, you know. But like that, I know for a fact, Spider Man and Doctor Strange is gonna be off the walls bananas. I'll, I'll 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 wait for that to see those in the big screen, but I'll take my chances and go like a preview version in my house first before I go there. And that's just me. No, no I, I I get it. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, the big event movie would be that. I mean, well, Eternals for me, just as for me personally, the big event movie. That's just. Me. I mean, it it, it, um, it looks big, but you know, I'm right. I, I'm I'm a little cautious on that. No, one. yeah, but yeah, as far as name recognition, right. Spider Man would be that. I mean, like I told you, Sam Hag, Angelina Jolie. I'm in. Like, you don't have to tell me anymore. Oh, no, I'm in. Of course, yeah, no, no question. But yeah, but Spider Man is a big is a draw. I get yeah. that again. Yes, that's I. Yeah, I'm with you there. There's no question. I think that's gonna be especially what they're doing with it, bringing bananas. all the old villains to the movies and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Like you know, you got more it. information. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still got, for yeah. that trailer. I don't know when that's gonna come out. Dude, we're all waiting. Well, you know it, what? It, There's it kind of soon, so I, I, I guess why. There is a rumor. Surprise me. There is a rumor that, uh, and I think I sent you this this information about it, where they said that um, uh, there's a guy called uh, uh, called Rob from oh, Comics Explained, right, yeah. mm-hmm. and he apparently has some contacts, and he had said that the trailer for for No Way Home was supposed to come out, I believe January 12th or the 15th. That's when it's supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. So, oh, sorry, June. Sorry, June. June. Okay, okay. Yeah. So if you know we're we're not there. Yet, I think we just hit the past the 12th, so we have until the 15th. If we don't get a trailer by the 15th, then we know that uh, Rob was wrong. But if we do, then then that also means that what he expounded in terms of like what the show, what the movie is going to be about, is also real, which also makes yeah. it very exciting. We'll talk more about that. But there's a you know, wait until the 15th to see if we can get that, 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 yeah, that far not, from one show. Or no, wait, the 15th, I'm guessing, by will be presented in front of Black Widow. Then yeah, they don't have to be July 9th. I mean, exactly. And this is going to be a teaser. Tra- and people out there, we're getting a teaser trailer. It's not going to be a full fledged trailer because it's not till December. It's too early to give us the you know three minute trailer like they normally. It's just it's too soon. Well, I, I mean, uh, I, 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 we've talked we've talked about this. Anytime a movie gives you too much of like an act, like a full like unedited like, cut from the movie up front, the movie's going to be bad. They did with Spider Man three. They did with <laughs> Mortal Kombat. I told you, whenever they go, look at the first eight minutes, the movie's bad. They're trying to sell you on the only good part of the movie, hoping you'll stick for the rest. Jurassic Park is doing that with the. I know. Um, I'm a little worried about that. I was uh, like, oh, that is not a good sign. For the first eight, nine, whatever. It is. Yeah, that yeah. is not a good sign. For a movie that comes out next year, what's kind of odd. Exactly. Um, but no, I mean, Marvel doesn't normally do that anyway. That's not as part of their practice. But I, either way, it's too soon for. It's, it's going to be a teaser trailer. It's yeah. Like a minute and a half, a couple quick scenes. And yeah. On No Way Home, December, whatever. And then we're going to know a trailer probably in. My guess September we will get the full the full trailer. Uh, kind of, I, that's yeah. that's such a long wait though. I yeah, I, I I almost feel like 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 uh, it, we would get a teaser trailer in June. We would get like maybe like a, a minute and a half trailer in July, and then like for September we would get like the big two minute trailer just kind of show you like the and then it's the versions of that two minute trailer going into December. That's the way of I would course, right. I would see it. Usually three trailers. So they're gonna give us usually the, t- the first one's gonna be the minute and a half, maybe two minutes, but it's gonna be just a lot, a lot more words and anything. Right. Else. You know, oh, coming soon or whatever. You know, just showing the past scenes of Spider-Man. Exactly. Uh, you know, like a little a montage, if you will. Yes. A couple of new scenes, and then boom. That's gonna be the first trailer. I think I gotta think that's gonna be the first trailer. I'd be shocked if they give us, if they show us, uh, you know, Alfred Molina. You know, obviously uh, Doc Ock. I'd be shocked if we get something like that, or even the Tobey Maguire. I. No, I think I think Toby and and Andrew they'll they'll save the they'll save into the into the movies out. Oh and no, then no, they might, yeah. no, no, they're gonna show them. You I think so? All right. I, 
You have to sell your movie. I guess so. And what, what, I, I know, don't offer Melina for that, sure. And not in the first trailer. I think in the second trailer, like at the end of the, like after the, you know, they show Spider-Man, right. whatever, in 2021. Then there'll be like another scene at the end, and then you'll see a quick snippet of both of them. All right. That, that will get, because again, we know, right? Right. The casual fans don't know. No, they don't. So casual fans see, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. And then they're going to crazy, and that's how you sell tickets. They're going to show him. I'll be shocked if they don't show one or both, all three in a scene together at the end of that trailer. I'd be incredibly shocked if we don't get that. Because that will sell tickets. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, we'll sell. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. And that's the name of the game, right? For, for which, Sony? Which, yeah. Which Sony, yeah. It spoils it. Yeah. But again, when you're anyway, said it's spoiler for me, but or us, but you know, I'd love to have seen it without it. But I, I don't see any way they don't show. I'll be shocked if they don't. I really would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have to. I mean, you got to sell tickets. You have to put them on there, right? I mean, that's gonna be those moments like, oh my god. Yeah, People you're right. Your minds and oh, three Spider-Man. Oh my god, and, and advanced tickets now. And yeah, I guess. Oh man, yeah, you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it gets so excited too. And once we see it, once it's, it's tangible at that point, we're talking about, oh my God, you see fucking... I guess, I guess you're right. If, if, if you're not going to show like the first five minutes of a scene, then you got to put, you got to just show your twists up front, I you guess. To, yeah, not all, but you can show at least that. You know, right. You know, but I'm sure it may show a bit in here too, whatever, but guarantee the last scene is going to be, hey, I'm Peter Parker. Wait, I'm Peter Parker. I'm Peter... Something like that, you know. And all just, are, uh, are they all pointing at each other like the end of right. a Spider Verse? Don't point at me! I'll point at you. You're pointing yeah, at me! I'll point at you. One of those, like one of those quick scenes, and that, that, that's all you have to see. Like you have to see them swinging around, fighting, just a scene with them three in the same sharing the screen, a quick moment, you know. Yeah. That, that's all you need, and that's gonna get everybody just bonkers wild. Like, oh my god! Especially with a casual fan because they have no idea. And then that's true. Three, and people are going nuts for it. So, oh come on, release the trailer! Now I'm more excited. Let's release the trailer. Excited, I gotta see it now. We're not gonna get them this for sure. I know. I'd be shocked I know. I don't I think they give us that early. Uh, I boo! I expect that in the second. The, the first full trailer is usually the second trailer. Yeah, that's true. Right? Okay. I think that's the one we get the money shot. This one's just gonna be you know some quick tidbits and yeah, yeah, it's coming soon. And Fine. Yeah, which is it's some better nothing. We may maybe the show Doc Ock or something. Like that. I mean, he, Alfred Molina already outed himself, and I mean, so like, if anyone yeah, they could yeah, show, it'd yeah, be him or, it'd, yeah. or Jamie Foxx's. That was the first. But Jamie hasn't confirmed. said anything. Jamie hasn't no, said anything. No, but that was the first one that was confirmed was Jamie Foxx. Oh really? Yeah, as far, yeah, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't say anything, but that was that was yeah, the first true. long time ago. That's true. Um, so I they can show him. Not that that was going to really sell tickets, but um, <laughs> Doc Ock's the one that's going to sell tickets. You know. But the new Jamie Foxx Electro might sell tickets as long as he doesn't look like the old one. It might be the new one. Well, it depends what he looks like. It exactly, looks like exactly. I don't like, think oh, he's gonna be the same. Like, like, I don't know, I'd be shocked. Like I said, exactly. like even what Rob said, uh, you know, they're all gonna be different versions. They're not gonna be the exact. Right, so. exact same. Yeah, they look a little bit different. Yeah, because that he's because you can't you can't have blue Electro. No one's gonna go watch that. So that's what I'm saying. Dude. There's a new one. Oh, just show us Doc Ock and just call it exactly. <laughs> Green Goblin, whomever, whatever. I know. Jameson, I don't know. Maybe a little Matt Murdock, you know. Oh, yes, come on, yeah, Matt Murdock, do it. I'm just saying, that's gonna get your it. I know that's gonna be like I'm done. That's all I needed. I'm out. That's all you need. You know, the look, the scene in court with him. Oh my god, you lose your, you lose your mind. So, <laughs> but overall, Loki, yay or nay? <laughs> Huge yay. Hey, that's what I'm saying, man. If you if you if you are a Marvel cinematic universe fan, Loki is is spot on exactly what you're looking yeah. for. Super excited for this for the next episode. Yeah. Potentially the best one out of the out of three. So far, we, we so far, how it ends, obviously, only one episode. Yeah, one, you know, knee jerk reaction. I get it, but yeah, 
We can yeah. only go by what we was given to us. So <laughs> very, to us very, very impressive. Enjoy the whole thing. Looking yeah. forward to it. And you should totally watch it again and look for background stuff, guys. Because like I said, even with the Agent Carter stuff that Jose missed, there is a bunch of them. So, you know, try and if you see something we miss, you know, watch it and they tweet at us or send us a message and let's talk about that well. And we'll totally look into that. And we'll. It, uh, that's what's fun about shows like this is that it's the background stuff. And he actually hired a guy who knows how to put background stuff because Rick and Morty tons of background stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's so you got the right guy to, to shepherd this, this ship. It's fantastic. Yeah. But guys, this has been this episode of Nerd Splaining. Jose, why don't you tell the nice people how they can also hear you as well. Cast, yeah, cast me my other podcast, the Real Mentors Podcast, focused on TV. And guys, you can check all of Nerdsplaining on my website, ericdesilva.com. Uh, I'm also a comic. You can buy an al- my first album called Adorably Offensive on, on Spotify or on Apple or on Amazon or on my website. All those are downloadable as well. And uh, don't forget to follow us on either Instagram at NerdsplainingPod or on Twitter at Nerdsplaining underscore. And guys, as always, this has been Nerdsplaining. If you don't know, now you know. Peace. Latest.